Welcome to the Lose Weight, Live Life podcast. If you're someone who would do anything to lose weight, yet finds it impossible to stick to a diet, to eat less, or just what you think you should, this podcast is for you. I am your host, certified life and weight mindset coach, Claire McKenzie. Listen in to learn how to stop overeating, lose weight for the last time, and create a relationship with food and yourself that you love, all without diet deprivation and self-sabotage. Hi everyone and a very warm welcome to podcast episode number 96. Today I want to talk to you all about food journaling and the benefits of food journaling. So food journaling starts with writing down on paper everything that you eat. Food journaling is quick, it's easy and it's a fundamental part of helping you understand your current relationship with food and helping you create the relationship with food that you want. Now, it's important because you figuring out how you want to eat for life is one big experiment. And to not write down what you eat is akin to a scientist in a lab session who takes no notes and observes what they think is happening without writing down any facts or numbers. As you can imagine, no one would take them seriously, which is why if you're serious about losing weight permanently and creating a relationship with food that works for you, you must keep a food journal. Now, I was a food journal resistor. I didn't used to write down what I ate. I couldn't see the point. It was like I had been told to do homework that I didn't want to do. Because, of course, the idea of writing down what you eat is not a new weight loss concept. It's something that many of us will have been encouraged to do if we attended Weight Watchers or Slimming World. When I attended Slimming World decades ago, we were asked to present our food journals to the Slimming World leader if we had had a few weeks of not losing weight and saying we didn't know why. Of course, it makes total sense. But to me, writing down what I ate and then showing it to a Slimming World group leader or someone else, well, it felt uncomfortable. I either instantly changed how I ate on those weeks because I was much more aware of eating things that maybe weren't helpful, which of course promptly resulted in the desired weight loss, or I didn't write down everything that I ate, again, demonstrating that I probably did have a good idea of what I could do to help myself lose weight, even though I was thinking that I didn't or I was saying that I didn't know. So even though I had said that I was doing everything right and it wasn't working, when it actually came to this process of creating this food journal, I demonstrated otherwise. And I share this with you because the difference between writing a food journal and showing it to someone else so that they can tell you what to do and writing a food journal to observe your own thoughts about you writing your food journal is significant. And it's a really important part of what we do. And no matter how much you have avoided writing down what you eat in the past, it's highly probable that you may want to to become a food journaler too after I talk you through the benefits and share how you can make it as quick and easy as possible. So firstly, what do I mean by writing a food journal and what don't I mean? When I talk about writing a food journal, I'm simply talking about writing down what you eat and writing down what you observe about yourself in relation to what and how you eat. And then also evaluating what and how you ate in relation to what you observed so that you capture what you learn and make changes to help you. I'm not talking about calorie counting or weighing food or macros or anything like that. Okay, so the first part, writing down what you eat, you are simply keeping a record very quick and factual. And I suggest you write down the time that you ate too or drank. Also write down down what you drink. I don't suggest, as I said before, that you weigh your meals 
or that you count calories or any other macros. You may want to indicate the quantity using simple measures such as three chicken thighs or two serving spoons of bolognese sauce with half a plate of courgette and a table of parmesan, as an example. And then the next part, observing yourself, there are lots of different ways you're going to want to observe yourself so that you can learn from your observances. And I'm going to share some of these with you as suggestions. I don't recommend you try and do all of these things in one go. When you're working with me in the Lose Weight Live Life Academy, you will tend to focus on one thing at a time. You may be focusing on tuning into your hunger levels or learning to differentiate between physical and emotional hunger. Or you may be working at reducing the amounts of refined carbs that you eat to observe if you then have less food cravings and better energy levels, for example. Or you may be working at letting go of your ingrained diet mentality so that you can be free of judgmental thoughts about good and bad foods or foods that you are allowed, so that inverted commas, versus not allowed. So here is a list of things that may be useful for you to observe as you go about writing your food journal. Decide which one you want to focus on first and do that. Do just that one thing. Number one, observing whether you are hungry before you eat and whether that hunger is emotional or physical. Number two, observing how hungry you feel two hours after eating. Number three, observing your energy levels a couple of hours after eating or how comfortable what you ate feels in your stomach. Number four, you may observe the thoughts that you have about what you ate and notice if you're constantly thinking of your choices as good or bad. Writing down what you eat will, of course, bring this to the surface. Number five, you might also want to observe how hungry or satiated you feel when you stop eating and notice whether you tend to eat beyond being comfortable at any of your meals. And as I said, there's a third part to this too, and that is what you make the first two parts mean and what you decide from what you learn and how you use what you learn to help you get what you want, whether that is losing weight or simply having a better relationship with food. I suggest you do this part by doing a quick and simple analysis of your whole day. It looks like you noticing what worked for you about how you ate during the day, what maybe didn't work so well, what you learned and how you want to use what you learned to help you going forward. Oftentimes, when you're figuring out how you want to eat, this could be very much about logistics. Sometimes we have an idea of what we think eating healthily, for example, should look like. And so we tell ourselves that we're going to prepare every meal from scratch. We like the idea of that and it's maybe something that we aspire to. But then as we go about our week, we may notice that by the time we get in from work on a Thursday, when we have a late meeting, we don't cook the planned meal from scratch because we're hungrier than normal, because it's later than normal and we're tired because it's nearly the end of the week. So we either get a takeaway or we have toast and whatever else we can find to go on it. And if we're food journaling and observing, we may notice a pattern of behaviour that this is a regular occurrence. And so if we're analysing what's going on for us, we can see that our plan to cook a meal from scratch on a Thursday night doesn't work for us. And so we can decide what we want to do about that. Do we want to move that end of day work meeting so we get in earlier? Do we want to plan to have a takeaway? Do we want to make double the food that we made for our dinner the night before so that we can have leftovers ready to microwave as soon as we walk through the door? By observing our patterns, analysing them and most importantly empowering ourselves to decide how we can make things easier for us rather than judging ourselves for not doing what we thought we should 
we can make great strides in creating that relationship with food that works for us and also helps us to lose weight too. So that example probably gives you an idea of how food journaling can help you and why it's important. But there are some other important things I want you to consider or be aware of as well. So number one, it's important to get into the habit of noticing what is factual about what you write in your food journal and what is your interpretation. Writing down that you had a huge bowl of ice cream is your interpretation of what you had. Your huge bowl could be three scoops, or it could be a 500ml tub, or it could be a 750ml tub. Always separate the facts from your interpretation of those facts. The facts are simply facts, neither good nor bad. They have no meaning. It's your thoughts about those facts that give them meaning. Both are incredibly useful and important. It's useful to observe your thoughts about how you're eating, but you want to avoid confusing your thoughts with the facts. Number two, having judgments about what and how you eat and what and how you should and shouldn't eat is not useful when it comes to you creating a relationship with food and yourself that you love. But before you can go about addressing those judgments, you have to be aware of them. Now, growing up in the world in which we all have, it's really normal to have what I call a diet mentality or associate eating and food choices with morality. You keeping a food journal, as I said, is an opportunity for you to understand your own diet mentality better, to notice how your thoughts and beliefs around food and eating lead you to feel. And once you notice where judgment creeps in, you can then take steps to move away from those judgments and start to free yourself from incessant food chatter or feelings of guilt or shame. Something that often goes hand in hand with food journaling is tracking your weight or measurements or clothes size. Of course, most of us, if we're working at losing weight, want to know if indeed we are losing weight. We tend to have a complex relationship with the scale. I encourage you to listen to podcast number 23, Weighing Yourself, if you want to uncover more about your relationship with the scale and how you can create a relationship that's going to help and not hinder your weight loss. But I wanted to mention it here because when you eat alongside your food journal, when you have what I call a neutral and clean thinking about it, can of course be very useful and helpful data in helping you learn how your body responds to how you're eating, to help you decide how you want to be eating, what changes you want to make going forward. The fourth point I wanted to make here, and we touched on it earlier in the example that I gave about the late night meeting, but keeping a food journal helps you to identify patterns in your eating and behaviour that you may not have been aware of until you write down what's happening for you on paper. Seeing patterns helps you to take informed and useful decisions and make changes to help you with your weight loss journey. Okay, the fifth point I wanted to make, writing a food journal helps us to see where we may be eating behind our own backs. Often, this looks like us picking food off our partners or our children's plates, nibbling whilst we prepare a meal or eating leftovers. If it's just a couple of mouthfuls here and there, we may not even realise that we're eating this food until we're writing down everything that we're eating. And then we can see that we actually eat this food whilst we're making dinner and then maybe when we're eating what's left in the pan when we clear up we can see these patterns and maybe we can notice that just actually stopping doing that making some changes around deciding not to do that can actually lead us to start losing weight. 
Okay, so how do you keep a food journal? Well, very simple. I recommend you write down what you eat as you go. And I recommend you write down absolutely everything that you have to eat and drink. As I said, I don't recommend you count calories. I don't recommend that you count macros. I recommend that you write down your food journal on physical paper rather than add it to it's when you're writing on paper it's much easier to notice and capture the thoughts that you have those observances that you have about the way in which you're eating you don't really have quite the same opportunity to do that when you're capturing your food journal in an app so i recommend that you get a small notebook that fits in your handbag so that you can carry it around with you and that you write down what you eat as you go noting the time and that you also capture your thoughts and feelings or the other other observances that you're choosing to capture at this particular point in time in that small notebook. And that's it really. If you're wanting to lose weight and you've not started yet, start with keeping a food journal. When everyone joins the academy, I recommend they keep a food journal for a week before we start so that they have really good data about how they eat when they're not working at losing weight. That data is extremely valuable in helping you see how you maybe want to eat, in helping you understand patterns of emotional eating, in helping you see where logistics may be a challenge for you. So many things. It also helps you to see your thoughts and feelings about how you eat when you're not working at losing weight, which is also so, so helpful in helping you understand the relationship with food that you currently have. So what many women find is that as soon as they start writing down how they're eating, they want to change their behavior. They want to change how they're eating because of their own thoughts and judgments about what they're having and thinking things like, I shouldn't be having that, or I'm eating so much. All of this incredibly useful data to have and to capture, because even though you may not have been aware of these thoughts previously, bringing them to the surface is going to mean that you can then take the next steps of looking at what, how you want to change how you're thinking about your eating, which is just as important as changing how you're eating. Now, if you're not already in the Lose Weight Live Life free Facebook community, come and join us there at www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash lose weight live life that's sort of all one word the next monthly free weight loss mindset training and Q&A session I do one a month is taking place next week so come and join us there now and get the details about that and that's it for today so take care have a good week and I look forward to speaking to you on the next podcast episode if you enjoyed listening to this podcast and are ready to live a more intentional life lose weight as a part of that journey and create a relationship with food and yourself that you love, then I would be honoured to have you join the Lose Weight Live Life Academy membership and coach with me. The programme offers different levels of support to suit you, including self-paced learning, twice-weekly calls, private coaching, an amazingly caring community and lots more. Find out all the details about when and how you can join at www.thebestyou.coach forward slash coaching.